This is JFM Podcast. kacang al'umar jahat pelato masuk dumbang albarka kowaya tuna bara kobe jidah dan banaba lokeci ya sake gabatowa da zamu yarda wannan kwallon mangoran muhuta da kuda saboda haka bana karmu sake irin kuskuren da muka yi bara a wannan zabe na 2023 zamu tattaro ne mu da kwanmu da farkotan mu mu zabi barista Caleb Mutfon a matsayin gwamnatin mu da jahar pelato da mataimakin rasa mai dacewa ungojo swim pio a karkashin jam'iyyar PDP mai alamar lema don ka sune kade za su share mana hawaye mu mutanen jahar pelato su tabbatar da cewa an brinka su duk wani fanni da zai janyo mana ci gaba da zaman Lapia a jahar Mutlatu karfa ba saki harkan bambarkoi wani maji da suna Hajara Barista Caleb Mutfon da Ungojo Swim Pio sune alamar rukon amana gaskiya kuma da cigabar jahar Pilato wannan sako ne daga New Group We know you love Jay, and we love Jay too. Your favorite station, all new Jay, one one point nine FM. Critical issues are getting exposed for a better understanding on a daily basis. All I'm trying to say is that within Pangshin local government, from nineteen ninety nine till date. We have never been to the Senate. Leading to critical social, political, and economic conversations by those who matter. If you chop alone, you will die alone. He did not chop alone. So it is his turn to chop. Today, look at the consequences. That is such a man that had the temerity, the audacity to talk to a governor who still produced produce the highest votes in 2015. In 2015, what happened to him? He insisted that his own boy would be governor. The best journalists are seeking all the hidden answers with active citizens reacting. As at the time that Solomon left office, that was in 1983, there was a very big gap between 1983 and also 1999. Seriously. Point nine FM. A very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J one oh one point nine here in Jones. My name is Ponsak Panab. It's a beautiful Thursday evening, uh, and today's date is twenty sixth of January two thousand and twenty three. Uh, Gilbert Joseph is here. Good evening, how's it going? As planned, yes. Thank okay. God for that. Good evening, Ponsak. How was your day as well? It was good. Interesting. Yeah. Well, today something happened. Uh, I was just in the office uh, uh, doing some work, and then a colleague just walked in, you know, Godwin just walked in to say that uh, someone is here to see me. And then I said, who is that? Because I wasn't expecting anyone. And then I almost told him that, no, he's just excused the person because, you know, I'm working and it's close to showtime. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to give him my best. But, you know, something in me just said, you know, just uh, I don't know who the person is. And then I stepped outside and I, you know, met this. Um, he's an old gentleman. I don't know if there's a phrase like <laughs> that. But he just, you know, stopped by the office and he, I mean, he, he couldn't hide how happy he, he was, you know, for 
uh, I was to meet. Mm -hmm. And the humbling thing is that he, you know, he told me that anytime you listen to the show, it makes him to remember, you know, some memories. Uh, he shared with me how he lived abroad, how he studied in the U.S. and Germany, in uh, U.K. And then, you know, and then he said that anytime he was listening to the show, this is always in the evening. And, you know, church activity starts in the True. evening for most. True. He said that I always tempt him not to go to church. church. I say, please, don't yield to the temptation again. No, we always tempt him. Don't yield to the temptation. I would, I would like to uh, salute and say thank you. Uh, and he just said that he just stopped by the office just to encourage. And for me, that meant the whole world to me. And he doesn't... One thing that he doesn't know is that, you know, I was really battling, you know, a lot of demons, you know, at the time. So I would like to thank Moses Garbadashe, uh, a retired director of fi uh, fire service, Plateau State. Thank you very much. And I learned that... Uh, is the Miangwao Tarok, you know, in in every small, when you find one or two Tarok people, there's a Gwangishu Tarok. You know, Gwangishu Tarok is Tarok meeting, you know. They'll say, Ngampian na Vang, like forward ever, backward never. So you see how progressive my uh, native tongue is, you know. I, I can, okay, let me just leave it at that. But thank you very much, uh, uh, Baba Moses Garbadashe, a retired uh, director of fire service, Plato State. Thank you very much for your words of encouragement, and please give my warmest regard to your dear wife, because he told me that, you know, his wife also followed uh, the show. Well, Gilbert, what stories have you been following? Yeah, interesting. Before I move on to the stories I'm following, it's really humbling, such experiences. Yeah. And um, it just reminded me of the communitarian nature of of the African and of the Plato man. Yeah. yeah um, and nothing gets further than that. Let me not digress. There is something I'm tempted to actually say regarding this whole issue of um, the Miangwa Tarok you mentioned. Yeah. But, um, I'll reserve that for another No, day. but you can say it. All right, all right. Yeah. Um, Malcolm Gladwell, yeah. in, in his book, Talking to Strangers, yeah. um, no, that's outliers, outliers. Oh. He narrated how, you know, a group of um, Italians left Italy. Started um, fashion? No, not even starting fashion. Um, Rosetorians, yeah, mm. that's what he called them. Um, they were into a lot of things when they went to Pennsylvania eventually. Close to Chicago. Yes, yes. But you know what caught uh, my attention the most in that narrative is the fact that post Second World War, um, when the heart attack was hitting Americans like never before and then translating or transcending to their offsprings, the Rosetarians didn't face that. And his friend, who was a medical doctor, was so interested in picking up um, the reason behind that. And then they found that the way these people live, the communitarian life they lived, made them respect values, respect traditions, you know, just um, making people just cherish whatever it is that you have mm -hmm. and that you can make good use of so your life can get better. So, you know, these are certain things that we shouldn't overlook. And um, living in communities is something that is really impressive. Yeah. You just know um, there's always a next person to you. Yeah. And, can get better it can get better of course well today the speaker of the house of representative right humble family by jabia miller has threatened to our issue uh an arrest order on the cbn governor for shunning house committee and of course some of his directors as well you know for shunning uh house committee invitation this whole issue of uh this nara note is really, really troubling. I was going to speak with someone who is based in 
in Langtang North uh, because he told me that business is, is difficult for people to uh, conduct business right now. Either you are giving the old note, they are rejecting, or uh, people don't even want to collect the old note. And for There's me, tension. I, There's yeah, basically apprehension in I there. I understand with them because at the end of the day, how many banks do we have in Langtang North? Okay, we have Union Bank. I don't know if the first bank is still functional, you know, there. Uh, but he said there's, you know, apprehension. Uh, and, you know, people are just farmers and they don't have much access to banking, you know, facility. Uh, so even if you give them all, for them to turn the money, you know, uh, in the whole system so that the bank can... But again, the banks are not even issuing out uh, new currency. Uh, I, I don't know. They said we should take our money, but if we go to the ATM, it's not giving us... I mean, they should use the people, these POS agents. It's going to be fair fast uh, because a lot of people now don't even know how a banking hall looks like because of the POS. Uh, you can go there, transact your business, and you know, carry a while and go. The civilian governor said they have super agents who go as far as Ambisa Forest, right, where people basically live and do businesses and can help in distributing these new Naira notes. But I don't know how far that has gone. What job are these super agents doing? And you, I was privileged to listen directly one on one with the with a deputy CBN director who spoke about this same thing, yeah. and he was well, confident. Yeah. So well, Gilbert, let's let's. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you are on to JFM. Hello. Hello. Good evening, uh, Honorable Sisi Sule. Hello. Good evening. Can you can you hear can you hear us? Hello. Can you hear us? Hello. Okay. Uh, yes. Okay. Can you hear us? Yes, Can please you hear me? please. Okay, uh, my name is Ponsak Fanab. I'm Hello? calling you live from JFM Joss. Hello. Good evening. Can you hear? Okay, uh, maybe we should uh, do this again. Uh, let's let's try to call back. Uh, we're trying to reach Honorable C.C. Uh, Sule. His base is in Langtang North at the moment. Uh, and he's going to report to us, you know, the situation of uh, things there so that uh, we get, you know, full picture of what is going on. Because, I mean, if people lose their money for no just reason, it doesn't make sense. It's going to throw people into more poverty again. Good evening. Uh, my name Hello. Is, my name is Ponsak Fanab. You're on to JFM. Hello. Just. Can you hear me? I can hear you, sir. Can you hear me? Okay. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Let's just keep trying. I'm hoping that... Okay. Well, uh, Gilbert, is like the odds against us. Yeah, very yeah, it's very high. Tough, yeah. Uh, but we'd like to get his own reaction to uh, see for us so that he can tell us, you know, first-hand account uh, what's going on, you know, uh, there, especially in rural communities. Uh, just issue of Langtang North will serve, you know, as a case study uh, to other localities as well. Still trying to get horrible, honorable CC. Okay. Hello. Hello. Okay. Well, uh, you're about tough, to, tough one. Well, let's play this insert. Uh, the insert is from Najana to uh, Muhammad, a former member of the Presidential Campaign Council of the APC. Uh, when we we'll come back, we're just going to. Uh, Going to talk about dip, uh, diphtheria today. I don't. I. I. I mean, the strange illness. <laughs> Kano State is known for giving us strange illnesses. <laughs> you know.
in, in, in our country. When we come back, show we'll continue to stay here. It has a lot to do with the sale of drugs. It has a lot to do with mining and illegal bunkering. And look at the areas that are generally affected by this. Take the Northeast, for instance. In the Northeast, you have the blue diamond. That is a strategic mineral. You have uh, uh, oil at the Chad Basin that is being explored right now, but illegally. You have Zamfara. If you go to Zamfara, Zamfara has more gold than, than, than Ghana. Zamfara's gold is being traded in Dubai and other parts of the country. There is a market called Nigerian gold in Dubai. Go and check. So who is doing this mining? Most times, they are the governors, the people in power. They are the ones doing it in connivance with foreign mercenaries. You can, can you remember? Have we forgotten when they said there is a no-fly a no zone in Zamfara? Why should there be a no-fly zone? There isn't even an airport in Zamfara. But aircrafts land and they, they take off from Zamfara. And let me tell you something else. In Zamfara, every container that comes from China ends up in Zamfara. You know why? Because in Zamfara, every, the soil in Zamfara has all the strategic minerals that you can think of. So when the containers come in from China, they end in Zamfara, and a bag of Zamfara soil is today sold at 5,000. So they need to displace the people to allow them to continue with their mining. I mean, it's multifaceted. These are people that one has been severally accused of harboring terrorists, even recently. And why? Let us ask, why should Shatima be visiting, along with his governor, be visiting and making a solidarity with a police officer that was, uh, that was being tried for drug trafficking? Why? So you begin to put these things together and you begin to understand why Nigerians must retrieve their yeah, well, glad you're still here. That was Hajjah uh, Najana to uh, Mohammed, former member of the uh, Tinubu Shatima campaign organization. My name is Ponsak Panabis JFM, in case you just tune in. And my name is Gilbert Joseph. We have the Honorable Commissioner for Health in Plateau State, uh, Dr. Lar Ndam Nimkong. Good evening and thank you very much for coming. Good evening. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, uh, we're going to talk about diphtheria. I hope I'm uh, pronouncing the word very correctly. Okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, what is diphtheria, sir? Okay. Um, diphtheria is one of the six killer diseases of children, um, it's a bacteria. So um, that bacteria that causes diphtheria is called coronabacterium species. Out of that species, there are three of them. Coronabacteria uh, diphtheria, and the coronabacteria ulceram, and then there is coronabacteria. You are speaking <laughs> in tongues now. <laughs> You are speaking in tongues. You have to break it down for <laughs> yes, us. Yes, so there is another called coronabacteria pseudotuberculosis. So they are, it's a group of bacteria that cause this disease. And um, usually, uh, you see like an ordinary upper respiratory tract infection. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like so a sore throat? Yes, like okay. a sore throat. Okay. You come out, first you have fever, runny nose, sore throat, then 
Uh, as time goes on, we start having some other symptoms that will come with that one. But those are the commonest symptoms that you have when you have diphtheria. And then uh, what you call associated with it is that people that have diphtheria tend to have red eyes, or what we call conjunctivitis. And it's mainly because of the coughing that comes with it. If you have that infection, yes, how is it transmitted? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Signs and symptoms, trans mode of transmission and yes, all. Yes. So, mode of transmission, um, literally, is by direct contact. Somebody that is, has it is by direct contact. And, uh, oh, we can have it through respiratory droplets, like somebody sneeze or cough and uh, enter your, uh, your face or thing you can do. Okay, so you can become infected. Or somebody who has a disease contaminated beddings or even materials or things that you can touch. If you do it, you can get uh, uh, diphtheria. So that's how it is. It has what we call an incubation period. A period with between the time that you get infected and then the time you start having manifesting symptoms. And uh, the period lies between two to 10 days, but usually between two and five days, you start manifesting the symptoms that I mentioned before. So that's why uh, diphtheria is. Um, something that is very important on it, it can be a mild and it can be very severe. Um, so if it is severe, uh, you wonder how is it that it's going to cause. So you have a severe form of uh, diphtheria. Um, you can have other more serious symptoms. And that bacteria on its own has produced what we call exotoxins. And these exotoxins are the one that uh, when somebody that has it, you open his mouth, you see along the pharynx, you see some membrane. They say greenish white in color. And that membrane covers the, so, uh, the, uh, the, the throat and the upper part of the respiratory, the larynx and core. And so sometimes it blocks the respiratory uh, apparatus. So somebody finds it very difficult to breathe at that time. Okay, so but there is a resurgence, let me use that word, of Lassa fever, just like we had in Cross River, right? With this now, what, what measures has the state government put in place? What, for diphtheria, so far, uh, NCDC reported uh, cases in Lagos, Oshun, Kano, and Yobe. And you know that we have boundary with Kano, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And now I'll, uh, you remember the issue that happened during the COVID. Eh? Kano is um, is one of the places we go for most of our businesses, so people go in and out. So we need to do something. When we start, and that was what, during COVID, that was what we were doing. We have to start taking precaution early before it comes. So now that we had this in Kano and Yobe, we have to be on the alert. What do we do? So we raise an alert that something like this is around. People should be very conscious. People should be very vigilant. And so be able to report. If you see anybody with those symptoms that I mentioned, somebody's having fever, he having a running, a running nose, he has sore throat. And then maybe because of the coming, he has some, uh, some form of conjunctivitis. That patient should raise 
and alert immediately to the nearest healthcare worker. And or go to the hospital. Because when they pick that one easily, they can report it. Because there is a reporting format that is very short from the facility to the disease notification officer of that local government and from there to the state epidemiologist. And once it is known, we take the sample immediately and send it for confirmation. All right, let's expand the conversation a bit to the larger scale. Um, we do know that yeah, the, um, the, situation, the health situation in the country is really tough at this point in time. And with doctors, you know, having to exit the country and all of that. What is the capacity of um, the state's health sector at this moment? Yeah, when you talk about capacity, we look at it in different backgrounds. Is it the manpower? Is it what we have in the hospital? So we looked at it differently in different dimensions. For the state government, I think, um, yes, we know many people left to other places out of the country or even to greener pastures within the country. Uh, but averagely, we are not doing very badly. We still have some people that are committed, and they are doing uh, what is supposed to be done. Uh, recently, His, His Excellency, my principal, approved the employment of uh, health workers. Quite a number. We have just done the appointment, given them appointment. Some have just resumed. And we believe that with those uh, intake of people that are coming up, I think the health system will be better for it. We have almost uh, um, 1,000 people to be in, pushed into the system. I think that one will go a long way. Both doctors, nurses. We're having issue of acute shortage of nurses more than the doctors. At the state uh, government level? Yes. Okay. At the state <coughs> But now that with this appointment, we're even employing more nurses than any other category of uh, workers. So they'll be able to function well in the hospital. Okay, the uh, budgetary allocation for 2023, um, how has that been able to accommodate some of the needs of the health sector in terms of finances to offset certain um, needs in that area? Well, I, I think most of the critical aspect of the uh, health issues have been captured in the budget. For example, outbreak. We covered it very well. And uh, His Excellency has been quite uh, helpful, and he looked at the health system. We had a lot of series of outbreaks in Plateau. Uh, we had uh, cholera, we had Lassa fever, we had monkey, pox. And uh, so, uh, those are some of the major things that were happening. And uh, anytime we have government cover us. And you know that is capital intensive. Once they say there's an outbreak in Shanda, we have to mobilize our people immediately and start moving to those places. But I think His Excellency is doing, we are doing well on that aspect. Um, look at other aspect. We, like the health insurance for our patients, for our people on the plat plus chairman. Plus chairman. Government is also doing very well in that aspect. We were in Abuja, sometimes back, and uh, uh, were, the Minister of Finance was citing example with Plateau State. Go back and see what they are doing in their health insurance. So we were, giving, we, we were doing well, very well. And they said, go back, go and emulate what they are doing on the Plateau. 
So I think we are doing very well in that aspect. Look at the primary health care issue. We are also doing very well. Immunization, vaccine, immunization against uh, COVID-19. We are far, far, far behind. We are number 26. But currently, we are number six or seven in the state. You know, they rank the state from number one to 30, uh, 36 plus one. So they rank us. And we drew from that number 26 and we came up to number, uh, number six. So will you, <coughs> will you assure citizens that in the case of outbreak of uh, diphtheria, the state government is, has the capacity to contain it just like we did Ebola, COVID, and uh, all the outbreaks that we've had. Exactly, we have. We have all what it takes. Our people are on the red alert. Already we started. We don't have one, but already our people have started going around. Okay, there's we no confirmed cases right yeah, now. Yeah, we don't have a confirmed case on the plateau. Okay. Yes. But some few days ago, we had some rumors in, in Ghanawuri that there are people who they, and we suddenly some interaction. When they are to find out whether we have anything like that, and there was none. So we have our lines of things ready for action. If Do you have any phone line, phone number? Uh, if someone, you know, knows someone that is showing same signs of symptoms of diphtheria, and, uh, how, they can, how can they reach, like, the surveillance team, for example? So, you know, we still have that line that we are using during COVID. Okay, still active. It's still very active. And it's the same EOC, Emergency Operations Center, that handle anything that has to do with emergencies. So those lines are still very active. If you have anything, call them and immediately some interaction. So the lines are still very active and people can come in and call at any time. Okay, you have any of these symptoms, let us know. And when you call, people will respond immediately. And diphtheria is categorically a child um, killer disease. It doesn't affect yes. adults? It, it does. Okay. It does to a certain extent, but usually most of the children have uh, been vaccinated when they, are, when they are small. In the first year of life, you are expected to take three doses of that vaccine. There is a vaccine called pentavalent. Eh? Penta, that means five. Five in one. The vaccine, they put it five in one. And uh, diphtheria is one of those vaccines that is inside. Oh. And it's given... As six months, when a child is six, uh, six weeks, 10 weeks, and 14 weeks, then we can give them another booster doses after that one. But So most of the children that have immunization would have taken their diphtheria vaccine during that period. But you know, in our country, some people will still uh, not even take for one reason or the other, and maybe reach adulthood, they will catch diphtheria. Isn't it? Yeah. But those people that are adequately vaccinated and they, they, they take their booster doses, the chances is very, very, very slim. Something that is also very important, people should note, is that if you have diphtheria, there is what we call case fatality rate. Hmm? Let's say um, 10 people have diphtheria, maybe one of them will die. The case fatality is 10%. But it can be treated. Yes, there are things that you will do. Even if you want to stop transmission from one person to another, if you're able to make the diagnosis early enough and start antibiotics, hmm, within two days, it can stop. You cannot give to other people again. So that is a very good one. 
And then you can also give what we call anti, uh, antitoxin. Diphtheria antitoxin is also given to people to treat. So, but first we talk about prevention. That is getting the vaccine first. It's very, very important. So we encourage all parents to make sure that their wards or their children have their vaccine during the first year of life and take booster doses much, much later in life so that they will not catch diphtheria. All right. Well, uh, let's open the four lines in case just tune in. We've been having a chat with the Honorable Commissioner for Health in Plateau State, Dr. Lara Dam Nimkong, and we're looking at diphtheria and uh, the preparedness of the state government, and we're glad that to hear him say that at least uh, in Ghana, your local government, uh, there was a that was an Ooh. alarm, you know, and we in the swing into action. It shows that the state government is ever ready, just like how, you know, they contain the issue of uh, COVID. I think Plateau State was the first state to deploy even technology mm. uh, to contain uh, COVID. And all the health professionals in Plateau State gave their time and resources to ensure that the battle, I mean, we had the interprofessional network uh, that were working free of charge. Just They were just enjoying government support. Uh, you know, in, in terms of the COVID and Plateau State never recorded any serious fatality, which we're very thankful for. It shows that uh, uh, there's something going on that is right in the health sector yeah. uh, in, in Plateau State. So we're talking about diphtheria. If you have any questions that you'd like to ask, please go ahead and feel free. We have the uh, chief policymaker of the health sector in Plateau State, and I'm sure that he'll be glad to answer any concerns or questions that you will be having 081-21-877-77 or you call 090-55-666699. Gilbert. Yeah, on Facebook at JFM Live and on Twitter at JFM Just. Those are the social media handles. Before calling, turn down the volume of your radio. Let's take this call. Hello. Hello. Well, we yeah we can hear you, but call us back when you get a chance, please. Hello. Hello. Okay, zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. Or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Hello. A very good evening. Thank you for calling. Thank you very much. I'm very committed. I don't give up. Solomon, I'm calling from Angwaruguba, Mr. Prasad. Thank you for calling. We're listening. Please go ahead, sir. Uh, my regard to Joseph Gilbert. Good evening. Thank you. You see, when we talk about pandemic or whatsoever is a kind of disease in Nigeria, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Nigeria, uh, most especially in this administration, I could remember vividly when COVID-19 was experienced, it took Mr. President over six months before he addressed the country, of which is very, very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. I remember vividly again, Mr. President, when Ebola, uh, we experienced Ebola, uh, Ebola and Anita Ebola uh, in Nigeria. The former President William Jonathan was able to arrest it with immediate effect. But this administration, I don't understand. We you value our lives? Okay, now, let me consider. On the plateau, Mr. Consac, since they started this, uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, 
fly over construction. Yeah. You, are you getting me with the construction? Yeah, in my okay. community, Gondola, we've, not been, we've never seen water. And you know, water is very, very fundamental, it's very, very important in terms of That's what people will use to watch the environment with this immediate environment. And even the houses of the place. Can, 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 can they enslave in any way? But up to now, more than almost now, almost two years for that, we don't see water in Godola. How will this head of it? In the city, not in the rural, rural, not in the rural uh, area. How do we do to arrest and at least to be very, very proactive when we don't have water for more than a year? And this, I, I, want, I, want, I want to talk this to the head of the commissioner. What are they telling Mr. Governor? What are they telling Mr. Governor? Thousands of people are living without water in their particular communities. And I've been crying on air. Nobody has listened to me up to now, but as I'm talking to you, we've not seen water for more than two, for almost a year. Since they started uh, this uh, flyover construction, how are we going to handle our own affairs because of that? Water is very environment. is handling all sorts of disease to prevent them. Thank you very much. Thank so you. Go ahead, help us. Thank, thank, you, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. He's raising a very interesting uh, and important issue, the issue of water. water. Mm. Uh, well, hello. Hello, good evening, sir. Thank you for calling. Join the conversation. Tell us your name, please. I'm by name Timothy, calling from Sydney. Thank you, Timothy. We're listening. Yes, sir. Timothy, your guest has talked well. There is some shelf activity. Timothy, there is Thank you, thank you. Hello. Hello, good evening, Pastor. Thank you for calling. We're listening to you. Join the conversation. Dangyang, the carry on the way from there. Thank you, Dangyang, for calling. We're listening. Yes, the commissioner there, right, he has spoken well, and the way he narrated things, we like it. Thank but you very you much. See, Hello. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead. We can hear you. Uh-huh. You see, what, what we are battling now, to fight such illness or diseases, you know, let's work on how to get resources, these health resources, to, to, to our locality. It's what we want to gain from the government. Because, like in our locality, you see water that people are using in, in, to take nowadays, it's a pity. How can people will not undergo such sickness? Let's fight on these resources to reach the people within their locality. And again, if you go to, to a hospital in today, in, as I'm telling you, I'm talking to you right now, I don't know why is it that you see doctors like in Plateau Hospital, 
you will not get, you know, the rightful medicine to your health within the hospital. They will prescribe for you to go and get it somewhere. And by going there to get it, you might go and get the wrong, the wrong one, which the, a patient will take. Let them look at that side too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, uh, maybe Gilbert, you take us through some social media comment because I can see the uh, Honorable Commission taking notes, yeah, taking notes yeah. which is very important. Yeah. So, Kuka Factors go on, says, Good evening, Pansak and Gilbert. The government should take action on the outbreak as um, they are connected to the electorate. Okay, Said Ibrahim says, Good evening, Pansak, Gilbert, and the guests. Concerning the issues of COVID 19, I refer to this issue as a worldwide politics. Why am I saying this? Um, is that, please and please, Joseph and Ponsak, a lot of Nigerians have typhoid and malaria, also and diabetes. And I haven't seen any palliative concerning these illnesses. All right, lengthy comments. Well, I think we have gotten a kernel of that. Peter Agnes says, good evening. Ponsak and Gilbert, let's be honest. The health sector is fading away. To me, they should try and comply by giving the best in terms of paying the workers their wages, um, buy better apparatus, and if possible, try and rebuild some abandoned buildings. Stanley, as he said, why is it that uh, anybody who lives... All right, this is not related to the subject matter. That was longer. says, absolutely, there is no any lesson. Um, the government of Nigeria has learned from the outbreak of the COVID-19 and other diseases in Nigeria. What is the situation of our health sector? Very poor. Walk around the center, city center of Joss and see for yourself whether the environment is clean. Seriously, we had to do something. Let's obediently change the narrative. Zaurit Nalabar says, good evening. A stitch in time saves nine. Let the sanitary measures be put in place by federal, state, and local governments to avoid another calamity in our land. Proper sensitization and awareness be done in all nooks and crannies. God bless JFM. Julius Achiga Igama says, good evening. Gilbert, Ponsak, and the guest. The government in Nigeria, both the national, federal and state level, needs to improve the health sector in terms of medical equipment, manpower, and good working environment, for a better health sector in the country. Um, Joker Janet says, Doctor, what's the difference between TT and TD vaccines? Can someone who has completed the dose of TT still go for TD vaccines since the TD is now said to be an adult diphtheria of the vaccine? All right. Alex DD says, Good evening, Ponsak and Gilbert. The truth is the entire health sector needs to be drastically looked into, from the equipment to the work payment of workers. The worst of it is that we are still only being engaged in the Nigerian way. All right, nice car says, I want the government to step up awareness about diphtheria and also ensure the availability of treatment paraphernalia. All right, thank you. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, uh, Honorable Commissioner, please go ahead and give your response because... I know, I can see you've been taking note, which is uh, good. Okay, so thank you very much. I had a lot of comments from people outside, but I will try as much as possible to respond. Yeah, it is uh, quite sad that we don't have water in some areas in Jos. Uh, water is very, very important, and it is more important for us in the health sector. Mm -hmm. There is nothing that we cannot do with water. Mm -hmm. If you go, you clean places, you wash clothes, you do everything in the health sector, water is there. You must use water. So I think government will need to look at it. Well, maybe this has not been reported. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.